Beloved, we will like to introduce to you one of our latest book releases. Titled. You Can Have It All. Authored by Chimdi Ohahuna. The word loss is not welcoming to a man, as no one wants to incur a loss nor does any man rejoice over the experience of a loss. By English definitions, the word, loss, refers to the act or fact of being unable to keep or maintain something or someone, and the decrease in amount, magnitude, value, or degree. Also, loss refers to the partial or complete deterioration or absence of a physical capability or function, a person or thing or an amount that is lost, and failure to gain, win, obtain, or utilize. Hence, in this life loss experiences come in many types and varying magnitudes. A loss experience can be something relatively minor or a major occurrence. Whichever it is, it has a way of affecting the one who has suffered the loss to a certain degree. And, depending on his capability to respond rightly by the leading of God, he may be affected negatively or positively. This book provides profound biblical truths on the subject of losses with practical procedures on how to respond to losses as a child of God for it to work out for your good. The Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 8 verse 28, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. In addition, this book covers and answers the questions that every Christian seek to know. Questions such as, can a believer in Christ experience losses? What are the possible reasons for the experience of losses? Who, what is responsible for losses in the life of a child of God? How can what has been stolen be gotten back? This book will trigger every reader to fight back for all that has been stolen from your life and destiny till now. Order a copy today via Amazon. Beloved, you are listening to Grace Life Komi Podcast, a platform commissioned by God to raise men into completeness in Christ Jesus. We believe that you will be blessed beyond measure as you give yourself wholly to this divinely inspired teaching. Through God's servant Pastor Chimdi Ohahuna, grace to you, Jesus is Lord. Welcome back. Everybody's a rapper, everybody's a rapper, everybody's a rapper, everybody's a also takes my rap, it's how some people now feel they are too important, they are too big to socialize with some other kind of thing. You know, um, I, I was a talker at the time, I've, I've reduced drastically, glory to God, and um, it became that serious that what made me reveal it was when Paul Wins told me he talked to me. So one day I decided, I said, God, this, I cannot stop talking. You know, just like the fat guys who said they cannot, they cannot, they cannot lose the weight. <laughs> we love this thing. And everybody has their reason. But this thing, and their reason is justified to me because they say, no, you say it's not, it is 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 not,
Life. A good virtue, the devil is trying every possible bed to sabotage social life. Are you getting what I'm saying? He's trying to sabotage, but God created it from the beginning for us to enjoy it. And social life is a strength. It is not good for man to be alone. It's not good. Why? Because social life is a what? Strength. It's a strength. It's not a weakness. It's not a weakness. And so when we see situations of people trying to trying to feel bigger than some other people to converse with them or feel more important than some others to talk with them, and you know all the whole messed up thing we have today, you pride yourself and blah 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 blah. It's all the devil sabotaging social socialization. Even is that bad? Having siblings and having among themselves, siblings, siblings. Socializing with this is socialization. It says for people to what spend time talking to each other, not insulting each other, not um, tongue-lashing each other, not gossiping each other, not backbiting each other, not uh, teasing each other, not what else again, not talking negative, but talking to each other. You get what I'm saying? And then it says what or doing enjoyable things. Now, so if we must socialize, we must all enjoy it. That's why people are even socializing negatively and they're enjoying it. We must enjoy positive socialization in the church and among Christians. So if what you are doing, I'm no longer enjoying it, you are not socializing, sir. We are not socializing. If what you are doing, I'm no longer enjoying it, you are no more socializing. You are beginning to touch on me, maybe emotionally or psychologically. Are you getting what I'm saying? God created man to be a social being. Science would put it to be a social animal. But created man to be a social being for the purpose of what? Socialization. I was talking to a clinical psychologist once, and some clinical psychology, and he told me that they believe that in their profession that everybody has a being he, he submits to, the supreme being he submits to. They don't determine your supreme being for you, but they believe everybody is having a supreme being. And he told me also, they say, and he said, secondly, they also believe that in their social science, their science, sorry, clinical psychology, in their science, they told me that man was created to be, to be socially connected to each other. So basically, there's this drawing of you see people and you see a network. Are you getting what I'm saying? Connected the World Wide Web, which is a network of what? The whole of human beings on a global note was the ideology of God that man will be to translate into the into the uh, into devices. In fact, when people began to talk about World Wide Web years ago, people were saying they were laughing at it. I remember there was I, I was looking at the I forgot the particular man of God, his long pastor, one of the sages, his long pastor, is his daughter that man contained continue music. And he said she was she wrote a book of prophets and said, why should I write a book? She doesn't want me to write a book, but I write a book. She stumbled on her father's journal of prophecies that he wrote. And she saw that these prophecies were gradually coming to pass. This guy was in the early either 90s or something like that, that he passed on or something like that. Now, by the time he, he passed on, even the World Wide Web had not been created. But he wrote about the World Wide Web by prophecy. And messages would be streamed throughout the nations of the world to at once from one point of view to the by prophecy. And the daughter said, when she saw this thing, she was she was literally shaking and shouting. What you did this by prophecy, wrote it. So everything you see today is God's original intent that man has transmitted into physical manifestation. So, so they told us, they said, the clinical psychologist told me, said, man was created to be connected to each other 
See, they said, but if the, pe- the people that are by the day, we are getting more disconnected. We are created to be dependent on each other. But by the day, we are getting more independent. And our independence is actually cutting us from challenges. Because it's not bad to be independent of each other. Are you know what I'm saying? But there must be some level of social dependence. It's only when social dependence is taken wrongly or sabotaged that it becomes a problem. Social dependence taken wrongly is when one, because he has what another one does not have, he now has to enslave the other one to give him what he has. But don't forget something. If you are enslaving me to give me what I need from you, don't forget I have what you need too. That's how God created it. For the example, Africa is where all the natural resources are. We know. We have all the natural resources. Call them, call them, call them, call them, call them. The European world, they don't have the resources. They need our resources to create the devices and give it back to us. But the problem with Africa is that our leaders have not learned how to socialize. But they only know how to be slaves. It's as simple as that. They have not learned how to socialize. Socialization is not slavery. Socialization is mutuality. So we have to talk to each other. If we're no longer talking to each other, if one person is the one to talk to, we're not socializing. Are you getting what I'm saying? If one person is the one to talk to, that means it's dictatorship. No, 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 no. What, what, what do you call it? In, in a section of a country where only one set of people want to be the one talking. Everything happens to be fine. Now, please, please help me. You are dictators. We all have to talk. If only you have to talk with them, then we we'll leave the nation for you. And you see how much people can manage it on their own. You see, the lack of understanding of socialization is what has led to many views, to many views, 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 views. They were not Sudan and South Sudan were fighting with South Sudan. We had, oh yeah, this one said we had this, we had this, we had that. No, no, let us divide, let us divide, let us divide. No, 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 we can't take it any longer. No, 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 no. They divided. What, 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 what has become their face? Socialization of based on mutuality, and it is, it was created by God. It is a strength of God. I get what I'm saying. So if you are social, it means you are a strength of God. And for you to be effectively social, you need it from God's point of view. So when David was saying, the Lord is my strength, it means the Lord is my social life. He's my social behavior. Because if the Lord is in your social life and your social behavior, I tell you the truth, in no time you will start going, you will start socializing wrongly. And you start having wrong social behavior. Satanic social behavior. Yeah, you start having them. What's happening in the Western world? The Lord, there was a time the Lord was their social life. You get what I'm saying? There was a time the Lord was their social behavior. There was a time the Lord was their strength socially. And you could see things that were happening. But by the day, they are deviated from the Lord. And everybody has thought to his own way. And I began to divide, the, 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 the explain their way by his own, with his own understanding. And look at the effect of it. A mess of social life. One of the proof of derailing from the strength of God. The social strength of God is a messed up social life. That's one of the, the major proof. We're created to socialize, but our socialization was built on the ground of God being our social strength. When God is not our social strength, sir, we will socialize like wickedness. Like wickedness. Like wickedness. In fact, we socialize as wickedness. And our socialization on the platform of God's strength is for us to enjoy sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit together. The grace of our Lord Jesus and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit abide with you. You know, most of the time we say that thing to end fellowship, but actually that thing is said to begin fellowship. <laughs> we make that statement, yeah, for the Paul said it to end the, the letters he gave to them so that they can begin fellowship. It says, and the, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit abide with you. What does abide mean? Stay with you. That means that it's, it's time to begin fellowship now. I finished teaching and now I start fellowship. 
But we said more often when we are closing the fellowship. But by right, we may be closing the fellowship with ourselves in a garden, but we didn't close it with ourselves after the garden. Where were the days when brethren come together, visit themselves in the house in the course of the day, just to share fellowship? No, we don't visit ourselves again. We don't visit ourselves again. We don't visit ourselves. When the children then, brethren used to come and visit. Brother, we came to say hello. Hey, Lord. Brother, we came to say hello. Brother, how is the family? Brother, how is the family? We just came to say hello, and you see, the word of God says, you see us share the word of God together. You see us share the word of God together. That is, that is the socialization that is enjoyable. Enjoyable. And that is where our strength comes from. That time, you see, look at our fathers, see their Christianity. They do have social media. They didn't have a soft copy Bible. They didn't have all the advantages we have, but they had solid relationships with each other. They had a social Christian life that was lasting. But today, the devil has sabotaged our social life so badly that even the brother feels that it's too big to go out to the temple and share the word of God. When the Bible says, I am sharpened, I am so the time now for the brother to sharpen it, and I will need to be done with that. Sir, I don't shop there. I know when they gather together. I don't shop there when I can. The Holy Spirit can lead me and say, "Go to Brother James' house. He needs you at this moment." And as I enter there, I see that Brother James is in a messed up situation. He's all messed up. In fact, his his life, his emotions are, are down. His his determination is that everything is down. And I have to stand lifting up the word of God. And Brother James is not ashamed to tell anybody what he's going through. Brother James cannot talk to a brother, but he needs a brother. I don't know what I'm saying. But where do we still have such times today? Where do we have it? We don't understand that social life is a major ingredient of the Christian life. Not for, not for negative priority. I remember we planted the church and there was a person in the church who is shocked who was the place where they used to come and gossip the church. And you call that social life. You are, you are the agent of the devil. I get what I'm saying. Inviting more devils. No! Social life. Social life is when brethren can come together after Sunday service, after midnight service, and they come together. It's not even home service. They just come together and they say, Brother, that thing that Pastor taught on Sunday. You know, that was why Paul loved the Bereans Christians. Why did he love them? Because after he think, when he's done teaching, they get back home and they say, Brother, that thing that, um, that Brother Paul taught today. You see, look at the way I'm looking at it. Look at the way I'm looking at it. And they say, Okay, let us go. Let's brother, I was going to say, I have to study more. Okay, brother, let's go. Studying into this more. And they begin to study. And before you know, the scripture begins to get more and expand and more expanded and more expanded to them. And then when they come to meet for they now begin to tell Rafa, see what they told Rafa, say, oh, people are going to spend life in their life. And Rafa was, you'll be happy with that kind of, with that kind of members. Those members are when you come to that Sunday, it is not talking, eh, you, you are, you people, you know, some brothers, all these brothers that will be stealing for for 10 years, you have been complaining about brothers that are stealing from brothers. Sisters that are feeling for sisters and brothers that are going for 10 years you complain about that. And 10 years after you complain about that, that there's something wrong with both the organizations that have been in the church. There's something wrong with you and the members. You and the members have to go and get one again all our friends. The ministers don't go inside. They say the church is a hospital. But the hospital people live in, they get well. The problems are going to inside to be treated and you get well and go. Even though there are some wicked hospitals that are some satanic hospitals that if you, if you get well fast, they will not be rich. Because they want to make more money. You know, I, 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 I watched a movie of a particular lady. She was, she went to know things like, okay, when God finally delivered her, she got born again. She was kind of a nurse. She was a nurse. And I noticed that when she came to this, to this hospital, 
all the old people that came, they go through a very fast election. At the point, a lot of people called and said, please, we have to fire you. They fired her. <laughs> you are making them get well too fast. We have to save some wire so that we make some money. Bed, bed money, bed. City money, bed. We have to make some more money. So, why we. So, she, she, she gladly left and she went to another, another hospital, gladly welcomed her. There's no every hospital that wants people to stay and they make bed money over here. They are from the hospital to keep people so that new people will come so that they will go into their reputation will be better. You know, he told the hospital, but in the hospital, people get sicker than they go. Is that not so? But how can we be treating people for 15 years of one particular sickness and they have refused to take medication? You know, the only thing that some people feel that it's pastors that are problem. You see, if you know pastors, you will not understand. I don't feel that pastors are different. Neither do I, do I feel that members are different. I feel that it's a joint problem, number one. Number two, if, if, if somebody gives you med- medication and you do not take, will you get well? Will you get well? There are pastors who are genuinely treating their members. Giving them the word of God, giving them medication, but the members have refused to take the medication. And this is some kind of patients. Terribly. You give them tablets, they will throw it under the bed. Then you now, after a while, discover that the problem is not getting better, the sickness is not getting better. Only for you, maybe one day you are sitting on the bed, you now see all the tablets under the bed since. Every day, those who are dealing with cases like depression, the depression will not allow them to take the medication. So they throw it under the bed. Or mental related issues. Are you know what I'm saying? So if somebody is not taking medicine, what do you do? You must heal you for, 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 for somebody who is not taking medicine. And I think it's not the pastor that is wrong. When a pastor is giving medicine correctly, he's not at fault. His members are at fault. The pastor is only at fault when he's not giving correct medicine. Simple as that. But God created socialization. God's strength, the major strength for creating man and woman was socialization. It's not good for man to be alone. Is for socialization, socialization, and socialization is a major strength of God. Major strength. Today we see societies today being messed up among Christian societies. I'm talking about, I'm talking about Christian communities. One of our major things in the Christian community is, is social problem. Why? Because of doctrinal differences and what denominational differences. So we have developed serious social problems. When people have social problems, it's a kind of sickness. Is that not it? They cannot socialize. It's a kind of sickness. So we're having sickness in the body of Christ, seriously, because of denominational differences and doctrinal differences. And we see that we cannot socialize. We cannot socialize. In, um, um, in the previous city we stayed in, all my years there, I never, I never could socialize with any local pastor. They, before you know they have run away, they don't want to socialize with anyone. Even when the closer Christians are the most terrible to come close to. Are you getting what I'm saying? The only person I could socialize with that we could spend time talking and enjoy fellowship, it was an SDA member. SDA, SDA, SDA. So don't go near Pentecost. Before you know, they start giving you some body languages to show you that, man, we are, we are, we are jealous or we are insecure or whatever. I took my materials, I showed somebody, and she looked at them. She said she wanted to go online and see what we have online. But the next time I came, she said she didn't know me. And I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm used to a new people now. She's not new, but this is old school. I see people avoid me on, on, online. I see people just keep me afar of online. And I'm like, no, no, that's the problem. You see, I will not, because of your social insecurity, destroy my own gifts. I get what I'm saying. And if you come to your life now, we'll socialize with you. 
I met the pastor in the Bolsa Rodo, and for the hours, for the minutes we spent, because the journey was shorter, our lips were literally talking. I started the conversation, and I talked, I talked, and I talked, and I talked, and I talked, and we 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 conversed. See, we stopped. I don't remember the time of our decision. Some of them, after I've been talking, they cannot continue the conversation with me. They won't continue online. They won't continue. No, 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 no. Because I don't know what the problem is. I am not too intelligent, and I many things I don't know. Are you getting what I'm saying? But it's just. You know, I would tell Richard, you don't, you don't want again. You don't want again. Some of them will let you come around them. But you see, social insecurities in the body of Christ, social um, behavioral patterns that are not right in the body of Christ, they are proofs that we have not seen God yet as our social presence. The first church, the Bible says, they sold their property and brought it to the feet of the apostles. And they dispersed these things among themselves, and no one was in lack. Now, they live in a communal life, I understand. Are you getting what I'm saying? There's a communal life, I understand. That was why it was done like that. Now, we are not living in communal life. The church was literally under attack during those periods from time to time, so they had to be more communal in our way of doing things. Number two, churches were not in, in, in synagogues and anything like that again. They were more of in the houses, are you getting what I'm saying? So they had to be they had to live more communal life, social, and when you're living in communal life, your social behaviors actually improve. You have to tolerate by force. I actually learned that there was a time the church was, I, not unless I watched it on television, the documentary. One of the persecutions that came on the church, the first church there, if the persecution was that severe, I think it was, um, I think it was Romans that persecuted and Christians ran and hid in a particular building. The building was, the width was just about this. Hmm? It was about this. And it was just long, like the corridor. And Christians hid there. There were thousands of them that did. They were sandwiched to each other. How were they surviving? I don't know. That's why the gifts of persecution. How are they surviving? They were sandwiched. They showed it when I saw it on the, I saw it on the television. I watched it on the before. Hey, the church is enjoying today. Christians are enjoying. Oh, hey, see what people suffer. They were sandwiched with each other. Let me just use this week. This week, oh, and there were thousands. That were sandwiched together there. Because what I saw in the in the picture on television might even be smaller than, than this. They were sandwiched in thousands there. You know the painful thing at the end of the day. When they are because they ran away from their different locations to come and hide them, and then those that the government should find, they killed them and killed them and killed them. So when the government saw that they had killed all the people that were outside, they wonder, is this for the Christians that are in town? No, no, I found all the Christians. And they mounted a search from them. And they finally clamped down on them there. And they killed all of them there. This was what the church was talking So nobody had to tell them to tolerate each other. Not the ones who are doing this. They say, love your brother, love, love, love. You have to preach love to another. My brother, when you are sandwiched with your brother and you are breathing in his breath, <laughs> when he's empty, the thing is smelling bad and coming out to you, he has no better for five days. You have no better. Will you not tolerate his smell? You tolerate your smell, yeah? Hey, you have to tolerate his smell. All of you have to tolerate your mouth odor and your body odor together for the survivor. You see, until we see survival as life as the basis, we don't know what tolerance means. To be done as a basis of living. We need to know that this is one of the ways on which we can stay alive. But for us, we think we can stay alive without our social life in the, as Christians, without us socializing each other. I know chaplain, and we say that part of scripture is only when we come to church on Sunday. But did you say, oh God, 
Did you say iron sharpened iron on Sunday? Did you say iron sharpened iron on Wednesday? Did you say iron sharpened sharpen iron? So as long as iron can be sharpened, iron will be sharpening. You see, I have brothers who will just come and say, Brother, I just call to tell you that the Lord is with us. The Lord is for us. The Lord is our side. We shall overcome. He that is us is more than, they that be with us are more than they that be with them. We are, we are more than conquerors. We are not who are, we are. Because the brother knows that what he's going through, man, I need to encourage the brother to be encouraged. And so he begins to say, We are, we are. And the brother says, Yes. And the brother from there begins to encourage him to, Brother, brother the, the Lord is for us. Nothing can make it. Before you know, brother and brother, they begin to blast in the language of the spirit. Before you know, their spirits are lifted until you begin to see socialization as a basis of freedom. Those Jews, those Christians, sorry, they live for the period they live because they were socializing in that small area. Tolerance is not, it's not to teach and tolerance. See, when you are face to face with them, there are nothing they will not teach you. They don't have to teach you. Let a dog pursue a dog. And they are living with dog items. Bring uh, to teach and tolerance. After that, I'm after that, I'm George. George, I'm say, uh, let brother love continue. Let brother love continue. Let brother love continue. When they face death, brother love, George, you're not to teach them, brother love, let it continue. George, you're not to teach them um, um, toleration and love. Uh, Paul, you're not to teach them uh, love is patient, love is kind. You know the patient. Go out, man. Go out of the place. And for the number of days they live, they live more than their other fellows. Extended life was because you could tolerate. So we can extend our life as we walk together in a fellowship where we can work, where we can socialize right. And this only comes when we know God as our social strength. You see, the natural man cannot love. Are we together? So no matter how much he tries to love, he will fail at love. But once the man can receive the love of God, he will not struggle to release that love. As natural men, we cannot socialize. When we're children, primary school, KG, 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 King Adat, we were taught a song. Let dogs delight to bark and bite, for God has made them so. Let death delight to roar and fight, for it is. They are nature true, but little children never let these angry passions rise. Your little hands were never made to tear each other's eyes. They taught me in primary school, not in a, not in a children's church, primary school. Now we don't teach this in schools again. Little children, never let this angry passion rise. Your little hands were never made to tear each other's eyes. That song remains in me. I grew up as a child who will not fight. Who will not fight? I was not fighting. I was not looking for trouble. I didn't like trouble. I didn't like to fight. So that's the reason when I was in second school, they knew me that I would never fight with anybody. So one day when somebody made me angry and I began to feel, they said, run, run, this guy does not fight. <laughs> but if he's angry like this, run. Because of the song that was taught as a child, right social behavior, they use, they use the song to prevent it. But yet we are in church, our hands are used to tear each other, tear our eyes. It's not the eyes we tear now, we tear everything about us. Why? Because we don't understand something, that socialization was not created by man, it was created by God. And God alone has the strength of socialization. Only when we receive his strength can we adequately socialize. And this is where most of the time we miss it in church. That's why we miss it in church. 
another meaning of the word social is liking to be with and talk to people. Happy to be with people. God wants us to be happy to be with ourselves as brethren. Are you getting what I'm saying? So when we see that brethren come and they begin to gossip, they begin to where did he get this nature from? Because it's not God's nature. We should be happy to be with ourselves. In fact, let me tell you say something sometimes. When you see, I, I was talking to somebody once and he said he has stopped going to church for a, for a while. I said, why? Why? He said, you know, it's just, it's spirit just told him. When people tell me spirit, he said them. And I mean, that spirit is their witch. It's the village that's why. It's the witch. It's the idol in the village that's why it's the village. He said, spirit told him, I said, no, you are not in the village. It's the idol in your village that's why it's the village. The one to carry you back to school, to come and start burying him, and you don't know that's how they will call you back. You know? I said, really, it's pretty just to you to someone else. And then he began to ask me, I said, I don't want to go through so many things. But let me just, as I began to explain, he was listening keenly. I didn't want to even go to the back when Paul said, do not forsake the assembly of the saints. So your spirit will not tell you to forsake for a while. That spirit no love you, sir. That spirit no love you. Because any spirit that will make you disobey God for a while will make you disobey God forever. So we happy to be with each other. Then he said, I was glad when he said unto me, Lord, go to the house of the Lord. I was glad, I was glad, I was glad. Man, I'm going to meet brethren that we can sharpen our faith. I remember when I was writing my own levels and I was saying, my source of joy was going to meet brethren. My, 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 my colleagues, they're not pastors. They're not pastors. I was the only one still writing. But I was still happy to go I was happy to go and Sometimes I just think of people like, ah, it's well. Oh, sometimes when you have the privilege of sharing fellowship with some colleagues at that level, enjoy the fellowship because time will come where you cannot be again. Cannot be again. Be happy to be with each other. To be happy to be with each other. We should be happy to be with each other when we come to meet each other. Not only coming together as fellows in church gatherings, but we should be able to meet each other in the course of the week, visit each other, and be happy to share fellowship with each other. We know that the world is busy, yes, but we should not be too busy not to share fellowship with you, because you know why? Even the people of the world, they go and hang out. They socialize, you know the beautiful thing? They are busy, but they create time for socialization. You are not busy at any of them. You were telling me about when you're working in the, um, the organization you're working in there. After the work, they, they, they go and hang out. They go and chill out. They are tired, though. But they go and socialize. We will refuse to socialize by going to the garden of believers. We also refuse to socialize by going to visit fellow believers. Is that people that when you go to visit fellow believers, some of them they are all messed up. I remember there was one like that. When, when she comes to visit them, when we go and visit them, she always has something that would get me to see. The one that told you, ah, yeah, see, that one that I was giving better, giving better, giving better. You know, and time to share fellowship, you always ask something. And it depends on the serious problem. But you have something that will get you to see. And when that's the case, you're not going to like but this was this is a need that God put in us. He created it, and it is a strength that He has that He has given to us. And then it means, since all for relating to people or society in general, the, the, our community of saints is a community, is a society. Are you get what I'm saying? And we must socialize each other. We must socialize each other. See, nobody can help us socialize for ourselves. Most of us, we are trying to go and import people to help us socialize. I know, like I always say, when you bring somebody to settle the quarrel between two people, you have not settled the quarrel. You have actually created another quarrel. Because if two of us are quarreling, if we really want to make peace, we need peace ourselves. If we don't want to make peace, we will have a pachydosity that was created by somebody that when the person goes, we continue the quarrel for where we start from, where we start. But this understanding only comes in when we see God and know God as our strength. 
That means I, my brother may not be my tribe, but because of the strength of God, because God is my strength, I can socialize with him. There's neither Jew nor Greek, born nor free, for you and I want in Christ Jesus. My brother may not be from my nation. I'm a missionary, this is my second missions nation. And I know what it means for them to tell you you are not a national. For them to stigmatize you because of the nation. I'm not unbelievers, Christians. And because they are Christians, the most terrible people you can ever deal with when, you are, when it comes to that. They take your seed from you, but they use their body to tell you get out. And they tell you you are Nigerian. Why would this be so? Because we don't understand that our strength is the Lord. He is our social strength. When I know the Lord is my social strength, sir, you will not be my tribe, you may not be my nation, but I can still love you. I can still enjoy fellowship with you. I can still talk with you and without any reservation. Knowing that since it's the Lord that is empowering me to realize with you, he will empower me to make our social relationship fruitful. So where are we to thank God? We are to thank God because he's our strength, because we need different caliber of people in our journey as Christians. We meet different kinds of Christians. I've met some. I've met some. I've met some. We meet different kinds of Christians of different colors, tribes, nationalities, and everything of different doctrines and denominations, faiths and beliefs, but claim for that Christians. And because the Lord is my strength, I can be able to socialize with them and not have a problem with them. If doctrine will separate me and you, then the Lord is not my strength. Sir. If denomination will separate me and you, then the Lord is not my strength. Particular lady told me of a, uh, uh, of, this one is first-hand information. She was in a relationship with a gentleman, and they are both Christians. I would say Pentecostal, because who are Pentecostal? Pentecostal are charismatic, I don't speak in tongues. I get what I'm saying. They both speak in tongues. But the, the lady, the denomination she attends, she believes they believe in the use of the anointing oil. Why the brother? The denomination he attends, they don't believe in the use of the anointing oil. So, she was someone that does not like to worry. She's very calm and quiet. She doesn't like calling at all. She, she cannot want to fly. And she said, because of this issue of anointing for you, she and this guy will argue and argue. I know those kind of people that argue to give them energy. Uh-huh. If they will argue and argue and she will be tired. And she goes to the point and say, my sister. I said, I said, my sister, you are my friend. And as my friend, let me tell you the truth. If you are never married and anointing for you, if you are not married and anointing for you, it's causing family war. Now, Mary, what we are not hearing now is because third world war, please be wise. You have to end the relationship. It's not because the guy was a bad guy, no. It's not because it was not God telling you, no. It's not because it was, are you getting what I'm saying? It's not because it was not born again, no. What was just the problem, sir? I'm not sure. I believe in I'm not sure. You do not believe in I'm not sure. So, because of that, we are Christians. We believe that Jesus died and resurrected and he's coming back again. And we cannot socialize. To the point of just marriage. And believe me, when they break the nation line, you know that that will be the end. No more socializing. So we will never socialize again because of what? Our doctrine. And this has plagued the church and it has caused a lot of divisions, more than all unifications. The reason for this is because we have not seen the Lord as our strength. When we see him as our strength and we keep pleasing him because he's our strength, sir, we'll be able to what? Socialize with one another. Despite our difference, and still allow the love of God to flow us. Let's rise up on our feet this morning. Now is your moment of salvation. If you are yet to make the Lord Jesus Christ your Lord and personal Savior, 
We request that you say this prayer along with many others now. Say this words. Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. I repent of my sins, and ask that you forgive my sins. I believe that you shed your blood on the cross, died for my sins, and rose again in the third day. Today, I invite you into my life today. Wash me by your blood, make me your own, until eternity be my Lord and personal Savior. Thank you Lord Jesus. In Jesus' precious name. For your love gift of any amount to Grace Life Kami Podcast, kindly use any of our giving channels available, to give in dollars. You can send to Universal Merchant Bank Ghana. Account number, 033-154-551-2013. Swift code, M, B, G, H, G, H, A, C, to give in CDs. Universal Merchant Bank Ghana. You can send to account number, 033-254-551-2017. To give in Naira, you can send to Ecobank Nigeria. Account number 554-102-0592. Also, for further enquiries, you can call us on plus 233-54594-7132. Or, send us an email via chimdiohahunaministry at gmail.com. Today, remain ever blessed. We believe you were blessed listening to this teaching from God's Word. May your soul remain ever refreshed and revived. We would love to hear your praise report today. Beloved, remain connected to Grace Life Comey Podcast. Jesus is Lord.